Welcome to the MPC Podcast. I am Tim W. Gill, pastor of Medora Pentecostal Church, and I'm thrilled that you've joined us today. Here at MPC, we are committed to bringing hope and building lives. One way we do that is through this podcast. Thank you for listening, for sharing and reviewing what we do here. It is our desire to connect with you, and you can find us on Facebook, or you can find us at our website, medorachurch.com. It is our prayer that today's message inspires you, encourages you, and that the kingdom of God is advanced in your life. Let's get right to the word of the Lord today. book of Matthew chapter 5 and we are at verse 5 tonight. We are in our series called The Bee Attitudes. How we can be in the kingdom. Our attitude is to be. And we're on lesson number 4. Verse number 5. Matthew 5 and 5. Read it with me if you would please. Blessed are the meek for they shall inherit the earth. Say it again. Blessed are are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Lord, we love you tonight. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that we are in your presence and in your house. We give you honor, Lord Jesus, with our thoughts and our word, O oh God. We thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to, to worship, Lord, in our Bible study tonight. This is worship, God. We want to present the very best we can to your people. In Jesus' mighty name, let everybody say amen. I can't tell you how good it is to see you. Y'all are beautiful. You're beautiful folk. Praise God. Amen. And Bishop said, I know. You can say it too. You're beautiful. Amen. I'm thankful for what God has called us to. You can be seated today. I don't know if you noticed it or not. There's a lot of angry people in our world. There's a lot of angry people. Cut somebody off in the traffic, and man, they're they going to let you know about it. They at least toot the horn at you. But our world has is, is, is got a lot of hostility, a lot of hostility. I think it's because we are living in the day that there's a lot going on in the heavenlies, a lot of war that's going on in the heavenlies, and it manifests in this earth that... Uh, appears in anger and outrage and, and hate. You know, uh, who would ever thought that we would have a whole segment of law that it's dealing with hate crimes? Hate crimes. I thought every crime was a hate thing. Amen. But we, 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 we've got to now look at the anger side of it. How twisted have we become in our world that morally depraved people, liars and cheats and self-absorbed or Applauded, applauded, applauded because they, they stand up for their rights or they uh, fight other folks. And then you, you think for a moment about the courthouses and how they are clogged with all this litigation over frivolous things. And what it's out is, I want what's mine and I want my way, I want it right now. I want my way right now. This is the kind of world that we're living in. <clears throat> one, of my, one of my favorite writers is a, is, a, 
it's something that if you are into Kindle books or electronic books, you can usually get a, a lot of his stuff free. Um, I guess when you get a certain past historical point in time, your stuff really gets easy to get. I guess, I guess that's what the case is. But A.W. Tozer uh, has a, some tremendous writings. One of his books is The Pursuit of God. And he, and he writes in that book, he says, The world of men, we find nothing approaching the virtues of which Jesus spoke in the opening words of his famous Sermon on the Mount. Instead of poverty of spirit, we find the rankness, the rankest kind of pride. Instead of mourners, we find pleasure seekers. Instead of meekness, we find arrogance. Instead of hunger after righteousness, we hear men saying, I am rich, increased with goods, and have need of nothing. Instead of mercy, we find cruelty. Instead of purity of heart, corrupt imaginations. Instead of peacemakers, we find men quarrelsome and resentful. Instead of rejoicing in mistreatment, we find them fighting back with every weapon at their command. Of this kind of moral stuff, civilized society is now composed. Unquote. That's a, that's a unique assessment of these beatitudes and where we are today. I believe the world today needs some gentleness. Gentle people. We, we use the word gentleman, gentle lady. I find it ironic that that's the way they address each other in Congress. <laughs> we have a really dis... <clears throat> a misconception of what meekness is. <clears throat> the dictionary uses words like docile, compliant, spiritless, tame, soft, mild, kind, passive, or unassuming. To define meekness, that's the way the dictionary does. Look up some synonyms of the word Meek, and you will find words like bland. Something that's meek is bland, weak, retiring, acquiescence, repressed, suppressed, broken. And this one just kind of shows me that they don't know about kingdom meekness at all. Wimpish. Wimpish. This is not what it means to be gentle in the kingdom. Kingdom meekness is anything but cowardice and weakness. It is anything but being tame and mild or bland. The attitude here is far from being passive, spiritless, or timid. Just go ask the one that was called the meekest man on earth. You know, the meekest man on earth was known for being a murderer, and for leading three million people out of Egypt. Now, there's no weak man going to lead three million people. But he was called the meekest man above all the men, Numbers 12 and 3, upon the face of the earth. There's nothing bland about Moses. <laughs> there's nothing bland about David, who was a man after God's own heart, killed the, the giant, killed the bear, killed... Killed the lion. There's nothing meek or nothing weak about him. He was yet a gentleman. 
The Apostle Paul was a gentleman. He was meek, but he was fearless. Conquering in missionary work and stirring up things wherever he went. Peter, the water walker. Now, if there's anything that we would say that would be the opposite of Peter would be mild. We often hear that Peter had to be redheaded. I don't know why. But they say that you know, Peter was very uh, 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 you know, fierce, emotional. <clears throat> but yet he held the keys to the kingdom. He had a spirit of gentleness upon him. How about Jesus, the ultimate example of meekness and gentleness? He did not have a wimpish bone in his body. The kingdom attitude of meekness or gentleness that we use today possesses great power and great virtue. There is nothing weak about being gentle. Matter of fact, someone said it, I remember it quite frankly, uh, Brother Reveille that is going to be here, his father taught in Bible college and he would say this word, never mistake weakness for meekness. Never mistake weakness for meekness. When you begin to look into kingdom meekness, you got to do a little bit of digging. Uh, again, the synonymous term for meekness is gentleness. It's used over and over in the scripture. You see in the Old Testament, the Hebrew word for weak or meek means in mind, modesty in mind, and gentle in thought. When it comes to circumstance and activity, it is uh, humble, lowly, meek. Or poor. That's what the Hebrew word means when you study it out. It gives to us the idea of a pious mindset. It prefers to bear injury rather than to return retribution. That is meekness. And the psalmist said in 149 and verse 4, For the Lord taketh pleasure in his people. He will beautify the meek with salvation. That gives you a little connotation in the Old Testament what meekness is. When you get to the New Testament, it even goes deeper in its concept. But the Greek word that is often given for meek is the word proutes, which means mildness of disposition, gentle of spirit. That's what Mr. Strong says of it. Vincent's word studies of the New Testament says that Plato opposes it to or, or likens it into fierceness. On the other side is fierceness or cruelty. On this side is gentleness. We find that this word, according to what Aristotle wrote about this Greek word, he said is the middle standing between two extremes. Getting angry without reason and not getting angry at all. The word here is getting angry at the right time. Meekness is knowing how to get angry and for the right thing at the right time, in the right measure, for the right reason. Can I tell you there's only one reason in Scripture to get angry, and the word is indignation. Jesus got angry. Yes, he did. There was no wimp that got a hold of those tables that weighed somewhere around 800 pounds made of stone and threw the money changers' tables over. It wasn't, not these, wasn't these little card tables that we got that you hit and it wobbles. And No, no, these were some massive stone tables that he overturned, made a whip. 
Amen. Sister Audrey, I saw the, I saw the video of Georgia worshiping and stop. If you haven't seen it, you need to go see them and say, show us this video where Georgia is worshiping. She got a microphone and she stops and corrects her children. It's awesome. It's knowing gentleness is knowing and meekness is knowing that you have the strength of character when to shut up and when to speak. It is a condition of mind and heart which demonstrates gentleness, not in weakness, but in power. Really, if we were to define this word, meekness, at its root, it would be power under control. Power under control. A meek life is governed by the power of the Holy Spirit. A person who's truly submitted to God's authority and is spirit-controlled will operate in meekness, gentleness, knowing that this world today needs some gentle words. The world today needs some people that would have their anger under control and know when to operate in authority. Proverbs 16 and 32 says, He that is slow to anger is better than the mighty. Stop and let that sink in. It's more important to know when to shut our mouth than when when to let somebody have it. I'll give them a piece of my mind. Well, you'll never get that piece back. I don't know about you. I need all my pieces. <clears throat> it's better than my. And he that ruleth his spirit than he that taketh the city. Just a few chapters over in 25 and 28, it says, He that hath no rule over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down and without walls. What does that mean? Anything and everything can come in if we don't have ourselves under control. This meekness that Jesus is talking about is a rare commodity in today's world. Gentleness has become a forgotten virtue in this self-worshipping, self-absorbed society. Kingdom gentleness, having our spirit under control, is needed in this dog-eat-dog, I'm-going-to-have-my-way world. This spoiled, entitled Victim-driven ideas today. I I'm, I'm firmly believe that, that the root of entitlement is a mindset that I'm a victim. Because if I'm a victim, then I deserve something, and I'm going to take it. I'm entitled to that. What this world needs is some Holy Ghost-filled people that will learn to be gentle. That will learn to be meek. I don't have to return. Every time somebody says something to me, I do not have to return that back. I don't have to get all upset. You know, I've been there where if somebody said something about me, I had to go make it right. You know what I mean? I had to go make them right. I had to make sure to square them up and set them, set them. But when you've gotten to the place with the Lord where he's got my back, he's got my back, I don't have to retaliate. Well, y'all can sit down. Biblical meekness seems like a paradox. It seems like a contradiction in qualities because it is both gentle and force. It is humility and strength. 
Amen. Meekness, being gentle, is not some mealy mouth, woe is me, I'm going to lose every battle. On the, I'm a doormat. You're going to walk over me. No, it's just knowing that I have to be very aware when to use the power that I have, when to use the knowledge that I have. I can squash you like a bug. Someone says, well, do, do I really need to? You know, I often use this, this analogy is that I can whip a skunk, Sister Carrie. I can. But do I want to? Do I really, really want to? I can win this argument on Facebook. But do I really want to get down in the mud slinging? Do I really want to get down in that, that, that ugliness and have an ugly spirit? Well, I told him. Bless God. I told him. <clears throat> We've had far, far too much of that kind of mentality in apostolic ranks over the years. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to put you in your place. I'm going to tell you what you, nobody else is going to tell you this, but I'm going to tell you this. Be gentle. That's the kingdom attitude. It's knowing when and when not to let your force be given. Again, let me quote from A.W. Tozer. He said, the meek man is not a human mouse afflicted with the sense of his inferiority. Rather, he may be his moral life as bold as a lion and as strong as Samson, but he has stopped being fooled about himself. He went on to say he has accepted God's estimation of his own life. He knows he is as weak and helpless as God has declared him to be, but paradoxically, he knows at the same time that he is in the sight of God more important than the angels. In himself, he goes on to say, in himself, nothing. In God, everything. In himself, nothing. In God, everything. That is his motto, he says. He knows well that the world will never see him as God sees him, and he has stopped caring. You talk about liberating is that I don't have to worry about what other people think about me in, in that light. Sure, I want to be, be liked. I, be, uh, I want people to like me. Anybody want people to like you? I want people to like me. But I don't have to let that be my identity. If somebody doesn't like me, I, I don't have to fall apart. I don't have to be just like, well, woe is me. But I know that he likes me. I know that he loves me. If he considers the lilies of the field, if he considers uh, uh, the birds, yet he calls me his son. Hallelujah. I thank God for what he calls me and what he, what he says about me. <clears throat> Meekness. There's a segment of a psalm that gives to us the essence and the picture of meekness. I want to direct you to Psalm chapter 37. We'll read several verses here. But it lays out the essence of the character of meekness. Psalm 37. Well, Siri's talking back to me. <clears throat> Siri just told me, she said, I'm, I'm not sure about that. Well, I am. Sorry, I was channeling my bishop right then. 
Praise God. All right, Psalm 37, 1. We're talking about gentleness. Fret not thyself. Fret not thyself. You know what that means? Don't get overheated. Don't get overheated because of evildoers. Neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. For they shall soon be cut down like the grass that wither as green herbs. I don't have to. God's going to take care of that. God's going to take care of what's going on in this world. Verse 3. If I'm not going to fret, then what do I do? The next few verses give us some things to do. Verse 3, trust in the Lord. Somebody say, trust in the Lord. Lord. Meek people, gentle people, trust in the Lord and do good. So shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. You see, meek people inherit the earth. That means that while I'm here, a lot of these promises are connected to heaven, but this is about while I'm here, I'm going to be okay. So I might as well be gentle. I might as well be meek. I might as well know when and when not to speak. Verse 4, delight thyself in the Lord. So trust in the Lord and then delight thyself in the Lord. And he shall give thee the desires of thy heart. You can't fret and delight at the same time. You can't fret and trust at the same time. The next verse says... In verse 5, commit. So we trust, we delight, and we commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. I can't fret and trust. I can't fret and delight. I can't fret and commit. I have to let one of those things go. All right? Commit thy way unto the Lord. Verse 6, and he shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light and thy judgment as the new day. You're going to see clearly. You're going to see your path clearly. And then what is, what is the result? Rest in the Lord. Wait patiently for him. And here's that word and that phrase again. Fret not. Don't get overheated. Rest in the Lord. Wait patiently for him because of him who prospereth in his ways. Because the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. He said don't get overheated about that. It was a good thing that that some of us quit listening to the news because it's real easy to get overheated today. Real easy to get overheated. But I need to rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Why? That's what meekness is. In verse 8, cease from anger and forsake wrath. Here's that phrase again. Fret not thyself in in any wise to do evil. I need to let some things go so I can be gentle before God. I need not be so worried about the things of this world and yet be gentle before God because when the time comes that I need to speak, I want to speak in power. A lot of people are like the wolf, the the young boy that cried wolf, 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 and then finally the wolf shows up. Amen. Don't, Don't get so caught up. I love that we're living in the last days, but I'm not going to get caught up in in all the eschatology ideas and thoughts about this and that and the ashes of the red heifer and this. You know, they say that the temple's getting ready to be built. Well, praise God. I'm not going to fret over that. The mark of beast is coming. Well, praise God. That means the Christ is coming. I'm not going to fret over these things because my God's got it under control. I'm going to rest. 
cease from anger. What verse are we on? Nine. For evildoers shall be cut off, but those that wait on the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. Mm. And then what Jesus said? For yet a little while, and the wicked shall not be. Yea, thou shalt diligently consider his path, and it shall not be. But the meek. Somebody say, the meek. Shall inherit the earth, and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'd rather have peace in this world than have all the chaos around me. And, all the, and say I've got prosperity as well. Give me peace over prosperity any day. Verse 12. The wicked plot, plotteth against the just and gnasheth upon him with his teeth. The Lord shall laugh at him, for he seeth that his day is coming. The wicked have drawn out the sword and have bent their bow and cast down the poor and the needy. The wicked are just so bent out of shape. Have you ever seen a time in your life where people are just bent out of shape? Mass, no mass. Vax, no vax. Oh, the list could go on. People are bent out of shape, and so they've drawn their swords because they want to clash swords, and their sword, verse 15, shall enter into their own heart. What does the Lord say? I'll turn that right back on them. I'll turn that. I, we've, we've been in this whole cancel culture long enough to watch the cancelers get canceled. They turn on each other because they can't find somebody else to cancel. So they, if they don't like somebody, they're going to cancel them, them that were cancelers. Isn't that crazy? <clears throat> then verse 16. A little that a righteous man hath is better than riches of many wicked. For the arms of the wicked shall be broken, but the Lord upholdeth the righteous. The Lord knoweth the days of the upright, and their inheritance shall be forever. They shall not be ashamed in the evil time. And in the days of famine they shall be satisfied. He said that the meek shall inherit the earth. What is he saying? I'm going to take care of the gentle. I'm going to take care of those that operate in meekness. <clears throat> Verse 20, the wicked shall perish and the enemies of the Lord shall be as the fat of rams. That means they're burn up. They shall consume into smoke, shall they consume away. The wicked borroweth and payeth not again, but the righteous showeth mercy and giveth. And such as be blessed of him shall inherit the earth, and they shall be cursed of him shall be cut off. You either get blessed or you cut off. Then he winds up in this segment. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his ways. What is these verses talking about? If you get down to the middle of it, to the depth of it, it's talking about meekness. The meekness, those that operate with gentleness, the steps of a gentleman, the steps of a gentle lady are ordered by the Lord and he delighteth in his ways. Can we thank the Lord today that we can operate in gentleness? We don't have to win every argument. We don't have to fight every fight. We don't have to die on every hill. Thank you, Lord. A verse of scripture that Jesus presented to us illustrates the power and the gravity of meekness. In Matthew chapter 11 and verse 28, 
Come unto me. That is an interesting statement when you start studying it out. He says, come now. He said, come now unto me. All ye that labor and heavy laden, I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Come unto me, all you that labor. All you that labor. You know what a labor is? It means to be exhausted, tired, overused, under great pressure and stress and strain. Labor. To be tired, to get weary. The, the, the Greek word here in its root means weariness, out of exertion. Amen. To be physically worn out, weary or faint. To engage in work with the implication of difficulty and trouble. The word here described has left one so weary and is as if the person has been beaten. Beaten. This word is as if the person has been beaten and it's come to the point where they're so weary they're going to throw the towel in. They're going to give up. Have you ever been so weary in your, your mind, so weary in your thought that the thing that you wanted to do is just say, I, I'm giving up. I quit. I quit. I can't handle this anymore. I can't do this. You know what? You hear the command then from Jesus. Come unto me. All you that weary in your mind. Come unto me, all you that are worn out in your thoughts. Come unto me that you are ready to throw the towel in. You're weary. You're worn out. Jesus says, come to me. He said, also, if you're heavy laden. It's interesting that the word labor speaks about inward pressure. And the word heavy laden speaks about outward pressure. About It's really putting cargo on. You know, I think... I need Brother David's uh, stuff he was carrying around here Sunday night. You know, we, we quote the scripture, the Lord will not put more on you than you're able to bear. How many's heard that scripture? How many's quoted that scripture? In prayer. Now, Lord, you know. Huh? <laughs> Can anybody find it? <laughs> I'm sorry, what did you say? No. No. I want to put this on. Well, Lord, you're not going to put him on me. You're going to, you're going to, but what we do is we put all kinds of stuff on ourselves. We load ourselves down. We load ourselves down. And uh, I heard about a man one time that he was trying to do something for God and it fell flat every time. He just kept doing it and he went into the, you know, went to prayer and started praying his King James prayer. And he says, Lord, what art thou doing? And he said, the Lord spoke to me in, in, in the King James Version in his mind. He said, not me, youeth. A lot of this is not me, the Lord is saying, it's us's. It's us'eth. Amen. Amen. So he says, if you're heavy laden, you may be laboring at some point. This Greek word here is in the perfect tense, which means that some point, this happened, and then it continued to happen. At some point, there was a load put on you, and then that load continues. Now, what a, what a picture of sin is that you get labored 
in sin, sin is put on you and it just continues. Or, or something that we get bitter about, and it's laden on us and it continues. Something that we have done or something that has happened to us, an abuse or whatever the case may be that happened, it is labored on us, it's pressed down on us. And Jesus says, come here now. Come here now. Amen. But we want the, we want the burden. We like the burden. It's comfortable. Gets attention. Jesus exhorting and encouraging. He says, you're about to throw the towel in. Come here to me right now. Somebody needs to hear this message, whether you're here tonight, watching online, or you listen to the podcast. Jesus wants you to know, come here to him now. You need to go to him now. Well, what do I do? Go to him. Go to him. He says, come all. There are no exceptions. There is not come here, but there is just come here all. He says, come unto me, all ye that labor and heavy laden. I will give you rest. Amen. This is the word of God and it works. But you have to go and unload what you're carrying. You can't keep that and take on Jesus. You have to unload the bitterness. Have to unload the, the hostility. Have to unload the labor of yesterday on your mind and the load on your life. Amen. We have to come and says, here it is, Lord. He said, and I... I will give you rest. Amen. What a trade. What a trade. <laughs> what a trade. Oh, can you thank the Lord? I had labor upon my mind. I had weariness in my mind. But he said, come and I'll give you rest. Mm, worn down in my body. Come to him, he said, I'll give you rest. Rest. What was it Peter said? This is the refreshing. This is the rest that caused the weary to rest and the refreshing. Amen. Come on, Bible scholars, help, help you pastor out. Rest. You know, they have apps on your phone. I'm not talking to you, sir. They have apps on your phone that is called, like there's one called Calm. It's, you're supposed to go to sleep with it. Calm. Mm. I've listened to the white noise and it's not calming. I've listened to the pink noise. It's not calming. I've listened to those of you that have trained your babies with these noises and these sounds. It's not calming. Our grandkids come and visit, you know, from uh, Wabash. And the baby goes to sleep. And I don't know how she does it, but she goes to sleep with this. Honest, and I'm thinking, <laughs> not me. <laughs> but the Lord says, Listen, I want you to come, and you're going to find rest for your weariness, rest for your despair, rest for the load of sin and guilt and shame. Rest, rest. We need to lay down the fatigue today, we need to lay down our weariness today. We need to lay down ongoing issues and past issues that bring stress and pain and pick up then his yoke. The psalmist said, rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. That we read in Psalm 37 and 7. His rest brings refreshment, new strength, new energy. 
take my yoke upon me, he said, and learn of me. For what does he say that he was? I am meek and lowly. I am meek and lowly. He said, learn of me because I am meek and lowly. My yoke is easy. It's, it's gentle. It's pleasant. It is not harsh. It's not severe. It is easy. Amen. The labor of the Lord is easy. The commandments of the Lord are not grievous. They are meant to liberate us from the weariness of the flesh. So my yoke is easy and my burden is light. His cargo can be carried. His cargo can be carried. His obligations can be conducted by you and by me. He is meek. He's gentle. His yoke is easy because that's his nature. Gentle. He's gentle. He's gentle. Amen. Meekness is the opposite of violence and hostility. A meek person has died out to self, so there's no need to defend himself. A meek person has died out to self, so there's no need to defend himself. I've watched people that are truly meek. I've watched as they have been slandered, become the scapegoat, become the one that everybody wants to pour on. And here's how you can find meekness in that situation is how or how not they retaliate. I have watched preachers. I'm not going to give any names, but I've watched preachers get vilified for their position in an organization, in the Assemblies of the Lord Jesus Christ, get vilified because of whatever happened that somebody didn't look like, and they become the scapegoat, and everybody heaps all their displeasure on that person and vote them out. I've watched some that that has happened to leave, and you never see them again. I have watched others that have come back, and they're on the front row praising God and giving God glory. Now, that's meekness because they could have retaliated. They were wrongly accused, and they could have retaliated, but they didn't. I wanted to say to some of those brothers I've watched through the years that have done that, why aren't you fighting back? Until I realized, Brother Chris, this is, this is, this is power under control. They could have squashed them like a, blood, a bug, but they didn't. Because that's not the Jesus way. Now, that's man's way. Anybody like to put people straight? You don't have to raise your hand. I'm going to put you straight, you know. But that's not always the Jesus way. The only time Jesus did something like that was when he looked at religious folk. Like the Sadducees and the Pharisees, and we won't go into that. But he was meek. He was lowly. He's humble. That's what we need to do today is take up on the nature of Jesus Christ. But to do that, you've got to unload some stuff. You can't take on the nature of Jesus Christ and be meek and lowly and at the same time punch your neighbor in the face. Blast somebody on social media. It doesn't work. You've got to let that go. You have to let it go. Amen. And just give it to the Lord. One of the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians 5 and 22 and through 23, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness. There's the word. It's a fruit of the Spirit, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such, there is no law. Real meekness is under the power of the Holy Ghost. 
Can you thank the Lord today for meekness? The meek, the gentle, get the inheritance. Blessed are they meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Let me quickly go through some verses that talk about how that we're to be gentle. We're to seek gentleness and meekness. Zephaniah 2 and 3. Seek ye the Lord, all ye meek of the earth, which have wrought his judgments. Seek righteousness. Seek meekness. It may be he, ye shall be hid in the day of the Lord's anger. Seek not vengeance, but gentleness. Somebody say, I'm going to seek some gentleness. That's going to be my attitude. Colossians chapter 3 verse 12 uh, 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 tells us that we are to put on. Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness. Put on meekness and long-suffering. Put on. Amen. Do you know what gentleness and meekness is? It's not really about my relationship with God as, as such, but it's about my relationship with my fellow man. You can't be meek all by yourself. You can't be gentle all by yourself. And you be gentle to yourself, but that's not what I'm talking about. That's not the kingdom attitude. But rather meekness and gentleness is an attitude of how I treat my fellow man. How I get along with others. Put on. Put on meekness today. James chapter 1 verse 21 says, Receive the word of the Lord with meekness. Receive the meekness that is coming from the word of God. I need to learn meekness. This is where I go learn it. I go learn it. Uh, meekness is a conduct from James chapter 3 and verse 13. Who is a wise man and endued with knowledge among you? Let him show out of good conversation his works with meekness, gentleness of wisdom. Amen. It's how you act. It's the conduct of gentleness. In Titus chapter 3 and verse 2, to speak evil of no man, to be no brawlers, but gentle, showing meekness Unto all men. I need to show meekness to the Walmart greeter. As much as my boss. I need to show meekness. Amen. We find in 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 15. But sanctify the Lord in your hearts. And be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Now, one of the most... Truly humble and meek men that I know is, is our bishop. I've watched him on the radio. I've watched him interact with others. Is that he could truly, I watched him with me, squash me like a bug with theological understanding. But he doesn't. Watched him on the radio many times. People call up with questions and I'm losing my temper on them. I'm about to go off on them, and you know, y'all are crazy. And he just gently handled them. You know, I'm learning, y'all. But I thank God for the example he set before us. Answer with meekness. This is a powerful one. Galatians chapter 6 and verse 1. Brethren, if a man be overtaken of fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of gentleness. Considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. If you're going to restore someone, do it with gentleness. Do it with meekness. Amen. Because you could bust them to pieces, but it's not the way the Lord would do it. 
We find in, in Psalm 22 and 26, the meat shall eat and be satisfied. They shall praise the Lord that seek him. <clears throat> Your heart shall live forever. Thank God today that he's going to satisfy us. Oh, the meek, the psalmist said, will be, uh, be guided in their judgment. And the meek will have the answer for their life. Thank God for the meekness. Be gentle. Somebody say, be gentle. Isaiah 29 and 19 says, the meek also shall increase their joy in the Lord. <laughs> that sounds so counterintuitive to the human reasoning is that I'm going to have joy if I shut my mouth rather than speak out in hostility. I'm going to have joy if I treat people with a gentle hand rather than a rod of iron. I'm going to have joy. Hear me today. That works. It works. It works. The gentle are preserved. Psalm 76 and 9. The gentle are exalted in Psalms 107 and verse 6 in Matthew 13 and 12. The gentle are guided and taught, Psalm 25 and 9. The rich provide for the gentle. Now, I like that verse. The rich provide for the gentle, Psalm 22 and 26. The gentle are beautified with salvation, Psalm 149 and 4. The gentle increase their joy, as we read in the verse before us in Isaiah 29 and 19. And as Jesus said, the gentle shall inherit the earth. I got it. The Lord said, I got this. Just be gentle. Stand with us, please. Lord, help our attitude to be the attitude of gentleness. Knowing when to speak, when to fight, what hill to fight on. And what he'll to not fight on. Knowing when to take up indignation. And knowing when to be calm and gentle. Lord, help us today. Help us to understand this attitude. I, I really feel like we need, a, we need an altar call tonight. I feel like right now we need to just have some, some quick adjustment in our spirit. That ask ourselves. Let's ask ourselves. Am I gentle? Am I gentle or am I seething on the inside? Is there a meekness inside of me that says, this, I'm going to keep this power under control? Yes, I can put them in their place and I, I, I could handle the situation with a rod and iron, but, but I'm going to handle it, Lord, with gentleness. Let me be gentle. Oh, thank you, Lord. Can I tell you, if you're gentle with somebody, you got a chance to work with them again and be with them again. But very rarely do you win somebody you've been abusive to and hurtful to and put in their place. Heavenly Father, today. <coughs> Thank you for listening to the MPC podcast. We trust that today's message has inspired you, encouraged you, and strengthened you in the Lord. We would like to invite you to join us again by simply subscribing to our podcast, and we encourage you to write a review if it has been a blessing to you. Again, you can find us at medorachurch.com to learn more about our ministry.